Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us again as we dip back into the movies that shaped our childhood. And today, Mandy, what are we talking about? Well, this is our third installment for our uh, holiday spectacular. Uh, yes, cue can't the go, jingle bells. Can't go without them. If I forgot <laughs> to put it in now, I'd have to put it in later. And I'd be so <laughs> mad at myself. <laughs> Um, so today we are talking about the Dennis Leary classic, The Ref, 1994. Are there other Dennis Leary classics? Um, or is no. this the like preeminent Dennis Leary classic? I think. Yeah, I, I mean, he has he, classics. He's been, in, he's been in some stuff. but you know. uh, Demolition Man, he was yeah. good in that. Yeah, and then uh, he did some TV stuff for a minute, right? Wasn't he in that one about like Oh yeah, Res- for Rescue Me. Yeah, yeah that's that's a big one. Yeah. Anyhow. All right. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're he was uh, in the Sandlot. He was in yeah. Oh that's yeah, true. this is our second Dennis Leary movie. Look at that. Holy way, shit! Way to bring it back around. Uh, <laughs> so of course we always tell everyone listening in: if you have never found a reason to watch The Ref, please make this the reason to do so. It's currently streaming right now. Where did I find this? Do you know where it's streaming? I had uh, to. Buy, I bought it. <laughs> oh, maybe I did too. Yeah, maybe I had to also. Um, yeah, so don't uh, look for it streaming. It's not. Uh, go buy it on wherever you buy your movies, and then come back after you've seen it, so you can join us for the conversation. We'll give you a few seconds to go do that. And you're back. All right. Greatest of all time. Greatest <laughs> of all time. And, uh, of course, now that we're all up to speed on the movie, we want to start talking about it, but we, uh, Mandy and I don't like to talk about these movies by ourselves because we don't care what each other think anymore. Uh, this has got to be like the 127th episode or something like that. We're getting getting in there pretty deep. And uh, we like to bring in uh, someone else to take sides, basically. That's what you're here for. Uh, as the guest and we are very excited to have back returning uh so this will be the fifth appearance on the show is that fourth. correct fourth oh fourth, fourth. see I, we, I just need you back more times it would maybe uh, be five if we included our 100th episode oh yeah the little snippet yeah. thing yeah uh so welcome back to the show mr Derek lee feltner is with us everybody Yay! Hey. <laughs> pause for applause <laughs> all right he's back how you been, you've been Derek? like you, you've been doing tons of movie podcast stuff, haven't you? Yeah, I have the I have this, and then I have another one next week. Uh, so yeah, a lot too. <laughs> well, I mean, in the in the grand scheme of COVID nonsense, you're having, exactly having yes. two things on your calendar is is pretty full at this point. Feels feels pretty amazing. Yeah, pretty I will yeah. I will say. I mean, uh, all I've had on my calendar for the last like nine months was to vote, and now it's the inauguration. <laughs> so. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> those are those are my two we made it yeah. <laughs> um so uh derek we always ask everybody who we have on the podcast how long had it been since you watched the ref before we made you watch it for the podcast so i think it's probably been maybe two years after it came out so okay. that was be okay. like 96 sure um because i had vaguely remembered seeing this but i don't think i had ever watched it all the way through until this Okay, nice. yeah, I've got a feeling that's probably, I mean, that's probably my take on it, too. I don't know. Uh, Mandy, how about you? How long had it been for you? Oh, my gosh. I watched this movie every Christmas multiple <laughs> times um, at my dad's house, specifically. He's a cusser, so, uh-huh. like, he, we, yeah, he really big, enjoys it. influenced. <laughs> yeah, he, he really likes it, and, um, and I watched it a lot as a kid, and then I probably went, like, 10 years without watching it, Okay. Um, and then um, we just started rewatching it, so, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to play this clip of uh, Derek talking about this movie that I pulled from the movie. You know, I've never seen this movie all the way through. Don't you live in this country? 
Well, I mean, they show it during the holidays and with the kids and the family. I've never seen the whole thing. So there you go. That really I'm does glad. floor me. Go yeah. ahead, sorry, I'm, Eric. I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you picked up on that, Matt. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, that's a, uh, like, so they're watching. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life, right? In in yes. the movie, the movie within the movie. Uh, uh, are you are you guys fans of It's a Wonderful Life? Big time. Yeah, I like It's a Wonderful Life a lot more than I like this movie. Okay, good, <laughs> good to know. Good to know. All right. Uh, for me, watching this movie, it's it's pretty similar to to Derek's take on it. I've seen it. I know I have, but this was basically a rewatch for me. It's been quite a, a, a long time since I had seen it. Uh, the iconic parts clearly have stood the test of time that I get there. Okay. So there's uh, I had the, the game seen it. You remember the, the DVD oh, yeah. yes. board game uh-huh. seen it. One of the scenes from this movie is in that game. Uh, and I remembered having seen that part and thinking, yeah, I know this movie. I totally have seen this movie, but in reality, I was just remembering that like 10 second that clip from a board hilarious. game that I used to play. <laughs> Um, yeah, and there, I mean, there's some parts, uh, this is a, a great, uh, if you're looking for acting in this movie, you're only going to get a few examples really from this. Uh, and I think, uh, Kevin Spacey was great. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. his performance in this movie. It was um, very American beauty. Truly. Yeah, like sure. that's, I mean, he, he it's played like the, the prequel. Same. I know. <laughs> and sure. they're both named Caroline, which totally like, yeah. kills me. <laughs> So yeah, I mean that's my my hot takes on this nonsense. But uh, how did they get a how did they get how, how did they get a counseling session booked on Christmas Eve? Yeah, who, right. Who knows? I don't know. Like I, who? I, what kind of crazy person is that doctor? Well, maybe he's maybe he has he has some other kind of religion. Who knows? Yeah, maybe because he's Asian. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's where I was going it, with yeah. that. Um, <laughs> I was absolutely hoping yeah. or waiting for a two Wongs reference. Like two Wongs don't make him right type of thing when they had <laughs> Dennis Leary being Dr. Wong and the actual Dr. Wong. I thought he would somehow come back into the thing. And I was very disappointed that we didn't get my uh, pun that I was waiting for. Uh, I guess we're talking about Dr. Wong. We might as well throw him in the mix here and let's get a listen uh, for him All here. Right. This next exercise will help you both with listening. One of you will speak while the other really just listens. Of course, Dr. Wong, played so by Mr. B.D. Wong. Me. Yeah, right? I had this crazy dream. <laughs> so it's a big stretch. So, this I was is a great... fancy restaurant having I yes. love Kevin Spacey's reply. It was a salad. It was Lloyd's head on a plate of spinach with his penis sticking out of his ear. Wasn't expecting that from a Christmas movie. No. I didn't Watched it with my kid. And the waiter <laughs> said, you must try it. It's a delicacy. But don't eat the penis. It's just garnish. Mm. Lloyd, what do you think about the dream? I think she should stop telling it at dinner parties to all our friends. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So yeah, I love it when he's like, "If you ever finish something you start, I'll stick my own dick in my ear." <laughs> <laughs> so that's how this movie kicks off, right? They're at a counseling mm-hmm. session, so it lays the groundwork for clearly marriage is on the rocks, uh, uh-huh. and it's Christmas time. We get the so the fucking opening intro is so long, and it's yes. just going through the town playing a shitty Christmas carol. And we get like this establishing the town as a character sort of uh, shot. Um, but yeah, way too long. Didn't care about any of that and needed to get right to the, to the story. And then we get this, which very low energy, Dr. Wong uh, trying to, um, you know, compete with this. Save like, a marriage. Yeah, really. Yeah. With this I mean, shitty woman and, and terrible guy. Shitty man. Yeah, for sure. 
I just feel like most therapists really don't get that involved. They, in therapy sessions are so short anyways. Like you just, you don't really get like dig into the details like that. That must've been like a four hour session for them to like be well, able to get all that shit. He did just basically parrot the same line. He was just like, I don't like to get involved. I'm yeah. just here to facilitate sort of or whatever. So, you know, and then I mean, they're both like, fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Great. I mean, um, do you know, do you know any couples that are like that where like the other person just always has to, like, they are constantly just trying to prove who I was right. I was right. I was right. I mean, I guess, yeah, me, but I mean, like I'm always, <laughs> I am always right. So it, it's not, it's not the same, <laughs> but like, uh, I, I think that they really needed Dennis Leary to come in and be like, yeah, you know, you said you would quit smoking. So you're a fucking liar. And then he's like, you saw the stop sign, didn't you? So you're a fucking liar, too. Right, right. <laughs> So shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, they just need thought. to market him as a more aggressive marriage counselor, and he'll never need to steal exactly. things again. Did, did anyone else feel like this movie could have been set in any other holiday and called something completely different? For sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the yeah. only reason, so the, the, the role that the holiday played in this movie was just a setting to get everyone kind of there. in the same room. At the same time, yeah. So it could have been a birthday. It could have been any reason to yeah. gather. It could have been Although, someone's funeral. The drunk um, Santa is yeah. awesome. Yep. Like his. Okay, so let me just say this really quick because you guys, I know you didn't like the movie, but like if I can list like just the characters, like the mother-in-law, is I would have to awesome. Say, I am. I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. By the way, I I do oh, not good. hate this movie. I was okay. I was, it was a lot more Christmas than I thought it was going to be. And it was a lot better of a film than I remembered it being. So in both accounts for this, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take this. This is a Christmas. It's a solid Christmas movie. You know, um, I've, I've definitely seen, le- I mean, to be fair, I think Die Hard is less of a Christmas movie than this movie. Yeah. And there I are agree. a lot of people that would argue uh, otherwise, I think, but yeah. And um, Christine Baranski, who plays Connie, when he, she's like, Hi. Oh, she's a treasure. Oh my god, I love her so much. And um I and yeah, I just I think that she did a great job as like being totally domineering and annoying and and okay, who starts fucking Christmas dinner at nine o'clock at night and who opens presents after midnight? Well, you gotta wait until Christmas Day. It's, you know, I, you can't I open think, your Christmas I think, early. I think that was supposed to tie in with, you know, it being officially Christmas and then also it could have tied in with the meal that she was making like yeah. uh, whatever country and it should have been even though it's not said it could have been based around that maybe they eat dinner at that time in a non-Christmas tradition yeah sure or in, in another country I guess I mean, that was a, I, mean, I mean that was a train wreck of a freaking <laughs> dinner with their headpieces that they had to wear and yes yeah. I would have been so frightened by my by anxiety that. just yeah. watching them wearing those and they, they kept them on for so long I was like, like this way- is a funny gag <laughs> like a visual funny gag for a minute and then everyone just take them off and start eating. But there's literal minutes of this film where everyone in the house is wearing these damn uh, <laughs> candelabras on their head, like just a fire hazard. I, mean, I guess if you didn't have power, it'd be a way of like being able to see everyone. Like you'd be able, but yeah, no, it's so bad. <laughs> I mean, everything that she made, which that was a pretty impressive spread for it it being interrupted because they were kidnapped sure. obviously um and everything looked good i thought the fish dish looked really good and then she said what it was which was seven or eight day old whatever uh-huh. type of fish and yeah. i'm like oh that would probably be awful that would probably smell just just so bad and For then sure. uh 
I also felt like Baranski and her kids ate so much food before. Like they ate like three, it felt like they ate like four times before they got there. Did you guys ever have, um, did you ever go to like a family uh, meal on any holiday ever? Or did you always yeah. have it like at your own house? Or did you ever travel to go to a family meal? Yeah, I never, Christmas I never went to a family member. I never went to a family member's house. I went to a friend of mine's house this dinner one time. Okay. So, Every Christmas Eve, we were they, so they were always at your house then? Uh, so are you under the impression that nobody would stop and get something to eat before they made it to your house, Derek? Definitely not. No, okay. my mom was a, a great – she's still alive. I shouldn't say she was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she is, uh, maybe she's she focusing a, her talents as elsewhere. It, you know? I mean, yeah. Maybe she let the no, she, cooking thing go. <laughs> no, she's, uh, she's from the South, so you know, she knew how to – knows how to cook okay Us- <laughs> again usually involved- past tense yeah <laughs> she usually involved that. a lot of usually involves a lot of lard yeah sure nice which is great. yeah uh see we used to go to uh when my wife's grandmother was alive she would host mm-hmm. uh thanksgiving at her house uh, and all of my wife's like their side of the family would show up and i would be uh, uh brought along for the ride and it w- that was absolutely a situation where we would stop beforehand and eat uh before we got there um, because, uh, you know, no disrespect for the dad or anything, but, uh, the meals were terrible. Uh, and well, we were basically, isn't, isn't she the one that would get it at like auctions? And yeah, stuff? she would, she expired? would often shop at like, uh, uh, surplus auctions and she was the type that was very frugal and she would like reuse, um, styrofoam containers, uh, like, like to go boxes, she would wash and store them and reuse them. And, uh, so I mean, it served a function, you know, during the depression, but I mean, once, <laughs> once everyone got like real food in their pantries, it was time to sort of let that stuff go. Um, so basically the meal would, would consist of all of the sides that other people would bring. And then the main part of the meal would basically remain untouched by a good portion of the, the family. So uh, I was very much on board with them stopping off and getting a meal before their, their big family dinner. Um, <laughs> That wasn't two offsides for me. Uh, Just because we were talking about it earlier, let's go ahead and get the candle hat story uh, out of the way so we can explain why these people were all wearing these dumb things on their heads. What you're wearing on your heads are called Lucia wreaths. They're worn in honor of Saint Lucia, a brave and noble woman I admire very much. A woman whose beliefs were so strong, they rendered her inflammable. As the story goes... Lucia was engaged to be married, and instead of giving her dowry to her in-laws, she gave it to the poor people of the village. Her husband-to-be, thinking she was out of her mind, (laughs) betrayed her to the Romans as a Christian. So she's clearly, like, equating herself to the woman in this story. Exactly, yeah. So, um, yeah, this was a subtle, subtle, not-so-subtle dig to the rest of the family that this was happening around them, and... uh, yeah, it was just nonsense uh, all around. The meal was terrible. The uh, And here was uh, Kevin Spacey's response to the meal as well, which I thought was hilarious. I had to pull this one. These lamb cousins are great, sweetheart. They're gookins, not cousins, honey. Love it. I like the, oh, the, I love the, little, the, the little back and forth infighting and stuff. It's great. It's good times. I enjoyed this film. I really did. But, that, uh, that back and forth fighting is like, that scene is almost paralleled with the one in American Beauty when uh-huh. the, him and his wife and daughter are sitting there and then he gets up and grabs the side dish and eventually throws it against the wall because she, she keeps interrupting him. Like, I'm not saying that Kevin Spacey only has one 
one sound Setting, as an actor. Yeah, sure. But these these two movies, it would be a disservice to you to watch this one and then watch American Beauty because you're like, wow, this Kevin Spacey guy's only got one note and that's it. And <laughs> yeah. It's just broken down husband and he For plays sure. it well. He does, yeah. It's funny because I, as a kid, I never, I obviously didn't think that he was attractive because he was too old, but I watched it, you know, as I watch it now, I'm like, he's really hot. Like he's got, I I just think he's a really good looking guy. So, yeah, but I'm not, but I'm not a 12 year old boy, so he wouldn't be interested. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from the the things he's done on, on, uh, on his own time, we're, we're not here to discuss his personal life. No, definitely not. Yeah. uh, I know there's a lot of controversy surrounding it. So what else? For sure. For sure. So uh, Um, of course we get the iconic Dennis Leary. Uh, We haven't really played anything from him yet. Um, This movie centers around uh, Dennis Leary as a, a, I guess, professional burglar. Right. uh, Who uh, apparently does enough shit to go to Jamaica uh, he, he steals enough things to make his way to Jamaica, spends all of the money, and then eventually comes back to wherever he's from, steals more things, and goes back to Jamaica. So he's got himself a bit of a cyclical relationship between uh, living the good life and, and stealing the good life from other people. Uh, but here is a taste of Dennis Leary. Let's get one thing straight, okay? From now on, okay. the only person who yells is me. Why? Because I have a gun, okay? People with guns can do whatever they want. Married people without guns, for instance, you. Married people without guns. Do not get to yell. Why? No guns. No guns. No yelling. See? Simple little equation. Jesus Christ. I mean, he shouldn't assume they have no guns. Yeah, right. For sure. Uh, Except some like antique blunderbuss type. uh, Right muskets up in the attic somewhere but you know i mean they, they could have been like those two old white people that stood outside their house with guns you know like they didn't look like the type of people that you know they look just like these people truly yeah for sure, for sure. <laughs> so uh derek we made you watch this movie uh we we said it was a christmas movie we're doing it during december uh if you were given the reins to do your own christmas movie uh during december to make us watch it what is your favorite I guess what is the the Christmas movie that you would say shaped your childhood? Um, I mean, that shaped my childhood probably National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, just because okay. that um, that and Gremlins, I would say. Sure. Uh, Gremlins, I remember we had a a VHS um, copy of it from a friend of ours who taped it off of HBO for us. Nice. So um, I I remember I wore that completely out to the point where at the very end of Gremlins where they're watching the news, that's when the tape would start doing all the tracking because I had wore out the tape. So I never, so for the longest time, I didn't know that there was more that happened after they watched the news. I didn't know that's when the, the old Asian guy shows back up to take yeah. the Mogwai back. So sure. big sure. surprise when I became an adult. Yeah. Yeah. You found out he tells him he's not, not responsible enough to handle that is the, hilarious. The, the Mogwai. Yeah. So is this so, called the ref because he's actually like, what is he refereeing? Their marriage. I think this is a. Yeah. It's, it's just he's being the ref between the families, between the husband and wife, between the kid and the the parents. I think he's just there <laughs> to facilitate this conversation. In the UK, when this was released, they called it "Hostile Hostages," which I think <laughs> is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, there's nothing indicating Christmas. I think that they really missed out on a marketing. Like, like they could have really marketed this as a Christmas movie. Sure. Even the poster doesn't look like it's a Christmas Not movie. Not at all. Yeah. 
No. They could have at least put like a bow around them or made him yeah. wear a Christmas hat or some shit. Just And do we know when this movie came out? Was it released? 94. No, but I mean like the month. Like was it released around Christmas? Like, oh, was I'm it, not was sure. Was it meant to be a Christmas movie at the time? I, I wonder. I don't know. I mean, it has to be because there's like Santa. There's so much Christmas stuff. Yeah. Like the fruit cakes and the dinner and the opening presents. Like you would think. Yeah. I mean, I it, it, it is solidly set with it. I mean, like I said, there are Christmas movies that are traditional Christmas movies that are less Christmassy than this one, I think. So, I mean, and so, I love that the rich grandma like gets shitty gifts for like the kids. Yeah. Although the one dude, and, the, the kid gets a Super Nintendo. I was like, fuck yeah. Uh, whoever, um, I, it must have come from the parents. Cause, no, cause, yeah, because no. that's a different house. What? Yeah, the kid, the the kid gets the husky, the husky. Yeah, he boxers. gets the husky boxers from grandma, but he had already opened uh, the long, like larger gift that he yeah. was given, uh, and it was a Super Nintendo. I was super stoked for him. I was like, no fucking way! So that must have come from uh, you know, Lloyd and uh, Caroline, I guess, from the, yeah. from the aunt and uncle. Uh, or from Connie, Connie and Gary. Gary, yeah, is Gary here? Do they do they open their like? Do they bring all of their own presents and open them with that family? I just that's what it seems like. That's so weird to me that like because I've but done didn't see a lot of openings in that though. There's just yeah, the, no. the bad gifts that, that shows. Uh, so I've seen like I've done opening a gift on like Christmas Eve. You know what I mean? Like with family, like or we'll we'll have family come over and open oh. gifts with us on Christmas Eve, and then we do Christmas ourselves the day of but the idea of taking all of the gifts that we had from under the tree or something and taking it somewhere else to open them seems very uh strange i don't, I don't especially I don't after condition. midnight like yeah. okay so what are you gonna open presents and then everybody's gonna go to sleep right like, this is the weirdest thing ever or drive home go. yeah right. I, don't, I don't know i don't get it yeah just put all the shit back in the car and then re-drive it back home again i guess but uh-huh. <laughs> um but I want to hear, do you have any really good clips of Murray? Because he's one of my favorite characters. Nothing super great. I just have, like, when we meet Murray uh, here. You're a fucking waste of life, Hey, Murray here. He has to yes. find him at the nearest dive uh, bar. Hello? Murray. How are you, pal? How are you? Oh, fabulous, fabulous. Of course, <laughs> I'm a little tired from running for 10 fucking miles because there was no fucking car waiting for me. <laughs> He says ten hundred miles, and I hate when people do that. It really bothers me. Invisible. Is that too much of a fucking stretch? I got nervous. The cops were all over the place. He sounds like Dana Carvey. I feel like from Lost in Paradise or Trapped in Paradise. Nice, nice. Uh, Yeah. So that's Murray. Uh, Speaking of Murray, do you have a standout character, Derek? That's not like the main, uh, the main three, I guess. Um. Well, I like that J.K. Simmons is in it as yeah. the army general. That mm-hmm. was cool. I mean, obviously, he, that was way before he was in, an important actor, so they didn't use him. Yes. But uh, I felt like the um, the sheriff was awesome in the scenes he was in, who yes. was also a, a cop in the movie Nothing But Trouble. So Yes, again, I love that range. movie so much. Um, but I love that he, you know, it gets crapped on really early by the neighborhood <laughs> yeah. and then later on drops the bomb to the guy. He's like, oh, by the way, yeah, yeah. three wife. times your <laughs> wife had yeah. your I, that, that you never did three times yeah like, raymond barry though, was his name it sucks though for him because like yeah he was a dick but so were they and then he just ends up getting fired at the end of this movie but like so there was no resolution or happy ending for this guy there's like so many good little mini plot lines that are happening in this movie that never come back around yeah uh, 
I was upset with the whole cat urine joke. Yeah. You like, know, like they I mean, kept he, poking that. Well, he, they, they he, briefly mentioned that this guy that he stole from is supposed to be this eccentric millionaire with like an amusement park background or something. Right, yeah. That's why he had this like trap door and slide. Water, a water park. He was a water park yeah. like, owner. Yeah. Like, get more into that. Like show the rest of it, like make it a damn home alone house or something with like <laughs> traps and crazy shit all throughout the house. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the cat, the cat pee was awesome. I think that the, I love that they're like, "Did you have an accident? And what's that smell?" And yeah. I don't know. I thought that was pretty funny. That's just me. Though. I wish he would just. I wish he would have just said something about it eventually. When especially when it just kept circling in the family house. Yeah, like just be like, be like the guy that I stole from has this an elaborate trap with cat urine. I don't know why he like because right there, yeah. Dennis Leary could have went into one of his Leary rants, yep. and then he, he could have just. Went on and they could have just lost him. Been like, what, what are you talking about? And he's like, ah, you know, I have the gun. Shut up. You know? um, Derek, were you ever a cigarette smoker? No. No, and Matt, I know you weren't. No, but yeah. my dad was. My dad oh, smoked okay. like a chimney. Dude, and mine oh. too. At one point in the in the film, when she goes into the little general store thing there before she gets kidnapped, she passes by a basic cigarettes kiosk thing, and that went flooding back too. My dad used to smoke basic full flavor one hundreds, soft uh-huh. pack, not not the hard pack. Um, and I know that because on occasion he would send us as children to the local <laughs> like store with a note. We would have a handwritten note from my father that said, please allow my children to buy me a pack of cigarettes and bring it back to me. So we would ride our bikes down to the corner store, buy him cigarettes, and then drive them back to him on our bikes. That is so funny. But then, and no one the, ever questioned it. Never once. No, not, not one time. The, the, the a fact, simple time. Yeah. The fact that he's like, when he, he's like, and Caroline just quit. This series, like, where are they, Caroline? Yeah. Anybody that like has like said, told their significant other they they quit smoking, <laughs> like they totally didn't quit smoking. <laughs> I mean, for the most part, I, if it was recent, yeah, no, they're gonna have a pack of cigarettes somewhere. For sure. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, for us, it's like when it's like we're trying to diet and there's sweets uh-huh. in the house. For sure, like someone's leaving a candy bar tucked under something somewhere as like an emergency. Break this glass in case of emergency. Yeah. My husband made um. Uh, 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 raisin and oatmeal raisin cookies today. Okay. And he he opened the oatmeal and he had put like a ton of candy in there to hide it, which is crazy because I'm not really much of a candy person, but he still hides candy everywhere. He'll hide it in the ice maker and like he'll fuck shit up by. Like, is he hiding it from there. himself or hiding it from no. you? I mean, obviously it's from himself because he forgot it was in there. And sure. then he's like, look, and it was like, it was old Christmas Reese's like <laughs> that I was like, I, I said, did the oats like suck all the moisture out of those? <laughs> so he does that for sure. He definitely hides that shit. Very good. Very good. Uh, <laughs> so I have a couple of clips here that I just wanted to play. I have literally no reason to have pulled these clips other than they were just fun things that the movie said. Uh, we get this one, which I thought was great. You had diarrhea for a week, Dad? <laughs> That's it. Just That was it. That's all I got. I just thought the idea that having a child, like, I am getting to the age now where my child is the type of person that would do that to me. And luckily for us, we just don't get to go in public anymore. So that stuff doesn't, <laughs> doesn't happen. But the idea of, like, having a private conversation at a dinner table in a restaurant and then having the kid just, like, yell melt out the worst part of the conversation is hilarious mm-hmm. to me i thought that was the lady's reaction at the table near them is is exactly what you would respond the way sure. that she does just the eyebrows up like oh okay that's right i'm i'm just eating it's fine like, <laughs> i know that you had di- 
that you had diarrhea. I would have been like, not after eating here, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we get a nice political take from the movie, too. We get a little dig here. Thank you for my application, please. Certainly, sir. How can they do this to people on Christmas Eve? Well, there is a criminal at large, and they can't stop for the holidays. Maybe they'll catch him and then let him go in the spirit of Christmas. That is not the spirit of Christmas. The spirit of Christmas is either you're good or you're punished and you burn in hell. Who would catch a criminal and then let him go free? Republicans? Noise. Republicans? I don't like makes zero sense. Well that well, and we get the the whole F the anti, the homophobic F word about the dog something. Yep. Yeah. But, I was like, that Whoa. came out of nowhere from the police yeah. from the police yeah. chief guy. I was like, what is happening, yeah. sir? <laughs> I was like, oh no, this is bad. 1994. You wouldn't hear that now. Nah, but you know, 94 was a different time. That's I true. I don't know. <laughs> That's just the answer for everything. It was a different time. I um, also had a huge crush on the sun um, when I was little. I, oh, I, wait, I don't hold on. Know. I need to respond to that. I don't believe it. You want to have sex with Okay. Sorry, <laughs> uh, that is so great. Like yeah, that's just his assumption of everything. Yeah. And, he's, and been Dennis totally, he's been totally emasculated by both his true. mother and his wife and everything around him. I think he's just so broken that that's his default setting is that everyone <laughs> is out to fuck his wife or take over his life. And, and I love that his response is like his internal victory is just to be like, no, we're not going to, we're just going to stay in this shitty life together. Yeah. I'm content, you know, but his penis is a garnish, so apparently he doesn't mind that at all. Mm-hmm. That'd make a great and t-shirt. My <laughs> penis is a garnish. Oh my gosh. That's a t-shirt that you would give to somebody that just got married. <laughs> You're like, here you go. Your penis so you, is now a garnish. You said you were, uh, you thought the son was uh, a good looking kid. I did. Yeah. Jesse, I always thought he was like hot stuff, which now I'm watching it and he's got like you know, that, that faint, nasty peach fuzz on his upper lip. Sure. And he's just, I'm, he's not a cute kid. But when I was little, I thought he yeah. was, like, amazing. I just thought he was kind you of like him in, Yeah, did, did you that? like him in that movie called Bingo? Bingo? Oh, yeah, I didn't see Bingo. Called... I saw something, About a dog. something, something oh, yeah. there. <laughs> Bingo was his name out. <laughs> That's Three, really what it's, that's what it's yeah. about. Three years earlier, it uh, was in a movie with a dog named Bingo. He, it looks like he was also in Rudy. In I don't remember him being in, in Rudy. Okay, I don't he know. was I'm in just... something bear, something Jack the Bear. In Jack the Bear. That I remember that. Weird. You better be careful if you're trying to Jack the Bear. <laughs> he was young Rudy and Rudy. That's who oh, he was. okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I'm gonna have to watch that now because I totally did not know that. Um, um I loved also I'm just gonna go through clips. What's your guess, stand what's your standout character, Matt? We didn't really talk oh, for about me, it. Um you know, I don't know. It would be probably the um, the uh, Christine Baranski, probably yeah. her, just because she plays that like you know, crank it up to eleven and stay like the hugest bitch you've ever met. Uh, which is we get this line from, which is a nice <laughs> segue into playing more clip here. I have never heard of such a Christmas. Sex and drugs and and, and women being set on fire. I love it. I would go to that party. That's all. I just make a, you know, that's my pose. That's the invite. Just sex, drugs, uh, <laughs> and women being set on fire. Welcome to Christmas. Here we go. Well, okay. So the, do you guys recognize the mother-in-law? Do you know who she is? 
No. When you were watching, I, I know like, that I've, I've seen her somewhere, but I do not know where I've seen her from. She is the mom in Mary Poppins. Oh, well, then I would still wow. not know. <laughs> what? You've never seen Mary Poppins? I mean, kind of, but it's been, I mean, hell, it's from 1964, and it's just not on the top of my list. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Like, as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's the mom for Mary Poppins. But I thought she was great. I thought she was a great actress. Yeah. Uh, you know, did what she I mean, you really hated her. A terrible bitch. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, she's a fucking bitch, Lloyd. <laughs> Is it possible for you to shut the fuck up for 10 seconds? <laughs> That's what I, we needed to that for her every time she spoke is basically mm-hmm. what we needed. But uh, her, her line that she said when uh, Kevin Spacey gave her the check, where she was like, oh, interest rates. Might, like when she just, just so casually brings up interest rates for the following year. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you know, she's, she's just saying that because she's like, yeah, I can get more money from you. Uh, you're going to sure. owe me more money. I still, yeah. I did uh, think it was a dick move though for for Kevin Spacey to just give her an an extra payment on the loan. I'm like, that's not a gift that you would like. Who's gonna accept that as like a gift? Like, you already owe me this. This is not a gift. So <laughs> slipper socks, <Yeah>. medium. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she she gets as good as she gives. I guess for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not that you would um, want to uh, throw anyone under the bus or anything, but did you guys ever have uh, like a family member who was notorious for giving like garbage gifts? at all that you're willing to not mention names but at least mention what that it happened uh i'll tell i'll I'll be the first one to throw someone out uh we used to have a family uh family christmas where like the extended family would all get together and it was usually the week before maybe the week after christmas and we would like rent a hall and people would draw names and so we would have to get a gift for one person as opposed to getting a gift for all of these people you know there'd be hell 30 40 people in this drawing for whatever And there were always like a few family members that you were like, fuck, like I got picked by those people, you know? And it was always (laughs) someone who was like, they just hand make some like uh, mittens or pot holders. (laughs) It was always someone who just like, I I crocheted these pot holders and then that's the person that I got. So as I was getting older, there was two classes of this. There were like the children's rankings of like name sharing and then the adult (laughs) name sharing of people. Uh, and then once I uh, was upgraded into the adult uh, rung of, of giving out gifts, uh, one year I was to receive a gift from, from this person and it became like the last year I participated. I was like, I, I'm done. I don't need this anymore. I got some pot holders. I'm good to go. This is all I was here for. I was that person one year. Um, my stepsister from Colorado came for Christmas and I didn't realize that she was going to be giving us gifts. So I called, I called my mom. It was when I was sold my high school boyfriend. We had just, we lived together right after high school and um, we were on our way. Like I, we were getting ready to leave. Sure. And my mom's like, right. Oh yeah. Big time. And my mom was like, sorry, my cat's scratching my couch. Stop. That's weird for your mom to say. Um, no, I, my, I called her and she's like, yeah. And you know, Aaron brought you presents. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> so it's Christmas day Uh-oh. and I'm driving around. Gift. I'm driving around and the only fucking place that I can find open because it's in the morning is fucking Blockbuster. And so I ended up buying her a used copy of Legally Blonde (laughs) because I didn't know. And it said like, I mean, obviously it had like the big sticker that said used. And I'm like, oh my God, she fucking flew from Colorado with like these beautifully wrapped presents (laughs) for us. 
And I'm like, here's this used copy of Legally Blonde. And a plastic bag. Yeah, yeah, and and she was super rich, too. Like, she was very well off so i'm sure she was just like yeah look at my white trash mountain dew drinking family here's my yeah. used ca- my used movie for christmas from blockbuster. it gave me garbage to fly home with. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna throw this away when i get to the airport yeah right uh, yeah she I probably didn't even least, take it with her i was like maybe you'll get maybe you went there and got her a gift card i was like they probably have blockbusters in wherever she came from and then i was like well maybe it was at least a christmas movie but it was none of those things it was just a no, used no. copy was it was that just like the cheapest movie you found to, to give her? No, it, it reminded me a lot of her. She was blonde and very like airy, but still kind of smart too. Um, and I just thought, oh. You went to Harvard, and became a lawyer? Yeah, basically. No, not so much. But I just, I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, that, that was totally me that year. And I bet, I'm sure she still remembers it. And it was like 15 years ago, but whatever. Nice, nice. Uh, so we are just about to the end of this portion of the show, but before we get there, we always have an activity that we do with all the guests, and that activity has a theme song, and the theme song goes like this. Chop this, chop this, synopsis. Short and sweet, it is time for us I to play this. <laughs> Chop This <laughs> Synopsis. <laughs> so what we need from you, Derek, is we need for you to take this film, The Ref, and we need you to condense it down to 10 words or less. So describe the film in 10 words or less. Something that would go on the back of the DVD or on the snippet on Netflix if it ever makes its way there to get someone to click or to buy or to give it away as a gift from their friends uh, to their friends from California. Uh, maybe they could just stop into a Blockbuster and pick it up. There's still one, right? There's still one Blockbuster that's functioning in the world, I think. Uh, I don't know. I think there's I one. Know. I think it's in Alaska or something. I'll check it up on it during the break and we'll find out for sure. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, we need 10 words or less when we come back from the break and we will be right back after these messages. Hey guys, it's Rachel with Reina Holistic Nutrition. Are you looking for a healthier weight, clear skin, improved blood sugar or cholesterol levels? At Reina, we strive for nutritional solutions for all these issues, as well as reducing symptoms from chronic illness and more. Check us out on Facebook or email me at Reina Holistic Nutrition at gmail.com that's Raina R-A-Y-N-A holistic nutrition at gmail.com ask about our monthly promotions in the whole foods plant-based lifestyle Jamie I need you to keep the dogs quiet. I'm recording a commercial for the Elemental Podcast. So can you keep them quiet during this recording of my commercial for the Elemental Podcast? I mean, I know the dogs bark a whole lot when we actually record the podcast on Mondays and Thursdays and during the Patreon on Saturdays. But during the commercial, we need the recording to be dog bark free. Can you do that for me, Jamie? Can you keep the dogs quiet during the recording of this commercial for the Elemental Podcast that people can listen to every Monday and Thursday and the Patreon on Saturday? Can you do that for me, Jamie? Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate it. Here we go. Chop this, chop this, synopsis. And we're back. And we're back. (laughs) I love Oh, I do miss, I miss the harmonized and we're back big time. It doesn't work over Zoom because I have like a delay. So it's like, and we're back, and we're back. It just sounds super stupid. So 
<laughs> All right, we are back, and it is time for the rounds conclusion of Chop This Synopsis. So, Derek, if you could please take it away with your 10-word or less synopsis of The Ref. Uh, I, I did this before with, uh, with Willow, so I made two. Good. Uh, yes. We need them both. So, so the we first one... Them is what we... <laughs> Uh, well, I did write a third one, but then I stopped because it uh, I just didn't go anywhere. Okay. Um, but so first one is uh, the director of Blow made this with Dennis Leary about Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that will get some people to watch, I bet. <laughs> They'll think it's about uh, drugs, though. They'll have no idea. <laughs> Christmas drugs. The uh, other one I wrote is uh, Dennis Leary stars in this. <laughs> yep. Dennis Leary. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'll take it. I do have <laughs> About to ask. Christmas. About Christmas. <laughs> I do have to ask. So, did you not like him in this movie, Derek? Did you think he was just terrible, or was there something that you liked or didn't like? There's one scene that I thought was great with him, and then it just didn't go anywhere. <laughs> like that. It's the scene where um, him and Carolyn are walking up the stairs, and he's like, "That's the Chagall." Yeah. The yeah. the painting. And she's like, yeah, I hate looking at it because it reminds, like, she goes on the thing about her uh-huh. mother-in-law. And then she's like, you want it? And he's like, goes into this huge thing about, like, you know, you have this piece of artwork in your house. You should be thankful that you have. There would be people that would love to have this. And you just look at it like it's nothing. And in that moment, they paint his character as being obviously more knowledgeable than just a, a burglar. Yes. And then they just don't do that ever again. Like right. there's part there's parts where they could have he could have said something at dinner with like the wine that she was drinking or or brought out or the food. I mean, if he knew what a Chagall was just by seeing it, that's not something that most burglars would just know. Oh, that's a Chagall, and I'm I, very familiar with I the. Uh, and not because he was a thief. Yeah, I think he knew what it was because he was looking for things to steal. Like I think he needed to know what what was worth stealing to me like i think that's why yeah. he was aware of what a chagall was because he knows that he can fence those for more money i do get that though but, like that would have been a really cool thing for them to do yeah but i seem but less if of an he had, like maybe he could have been like an art major in college or something and then like all hell broke loose and he decided to start stealing stuff that could have definitely been a more in-depth like version of what he was but i also think they could have used it that way too i think they could have said like that's a Chagall and it's worth about whatever on the black market. And this is a thing and that's worth about whatever, just to show that he's like good at what he does. Yeah. Not, not just a bumbling uh, thief, you know, but yeah. Cat you're uncovered thief. Sure. Yeah. I get that too. I, um, I do think that this movie is definitely a like first world problems type of movie. <laughs> like these people think their lives are terrible. This kid thinks that oh, his life totally sucks. <laughs> and But I do get like, Military school would totally suck, especially well, for don't a kid steal like the that. fucking baby Jesus. Exactly, and you don't get sent to military school. Like, but he's stealing the Jesus because his parents are not doing are, are arguing all the time. They're unhappy, and he's unhappy, and he's like acting I, out or whatever. Doctor yeah. Wong would have seen this. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> which Wong? Right. <laughs> uh, um, which, which I, I have a follow Wong? up here. I needed to. Uh, I needed to explain myself from earlier. There is indeed, in fact, one remaining Blockbuster store. It is in Bend, Oregon. And okay. during the pandemic, they opened it up as a bed and breakfast, as an Airbnb. Uh, but you had to be a resident of the county that that last remaining Blockbuster was in. And you got to rent it for the evening. And guess how much they charged to rent oh it gosh. for a night? $99. So 
It was four dollars. <laughs> they they were renting out for one penny more than the standard uh, movie rental, uh, and they said that they stocked it with uh, any movie you could have wanted. Like you could pre-order like whatever movies you wanted ready to go for it. And they set up the center of the store to look like an 80 or a 90s themed uh, dining or uh, living room uh, with a with a mattress on the floor. And it had like the type of bedspread that looks like the beginning of Saved by the Bell with just a bunch of geometric uh-huh. shapes. Yes, I and, had one of those. Yeah. Um, and it looks pretty sweet. I'm looking at the website. It was on a news uh, article that I'm reading. Um, so it was the last remaining. Uh, the but did they get to did they get to keep it for did they get to stay there for four days? <laughs> no, it was a one night stay. I know, but three that's days, <laughs> and um, it was, and it was all during stay. it was all during COVID too. So they had to keep it. You could only have up to four people stay with you, and they had to like completely clean everything between when they opened the store the next morning. Um, and they said that it has been the last remaining since the last the other one was in Australia that closed. Um, and it is now currently the last remaining uh, blockbuster, and it's touting itself as the last blockbuster on earth. Like it's trying to make its way in the world and remain relevant by being the last blockbuster alive. So nice. Look at that. Yeah. So I don't. Well, there's I don't probably know. a lot of people in Oregon that, or Oregon, however you say it, um, <laughs> depending on how you say it, um, that don't have cable. Like they live out in the middle of nowhere. Sure. Oh, know, it would have been a hell of an experience. But somebody fucked in a blockbuster that night. I'm sure. Like there were. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I guess someone else. I'm sure it's happened before. <laughs> you know, there was a different geometric shape on that comforter the next day. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> you, know that scene, you know that scene in Ghostbusters 2 when they're getting the Statue of Liberty prepared to walk uh-huh. and, they're spraying, and they're spraying it with the slime? Yep. Someone sprayed a copy of, Blockbuster, of uh, Ghostbusters 2 <laughs> that night. In that. <laughs> but anyhow, I just thought I'd make sure that everyone was aware that, yes, indeed, there is one more blockbuster still alive that is so funny in the bend oregon area (laughs) so i didn't have a lot of fun facts for this movie um but the original (laughs) sorry go ahead Derek. no he's the the idea that there were no fun facts for him (laughs) no Uh, i mean i just thought it's something just so dumb but uh if there if there was a porn about a blockbuster would it be called like like cock blaster or (laughs) or or Cockbuster, I guess. Yeah, Maybe. Sure. I don't know. And it's a nut dominatrix bust- film. It's a <laughs> yeah. nutbuster. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. They need, oh my what God. Is it. We need to make some merch. We'll just make some shirts. <laughs> Use the same font and then we'll just yeah. do the shirts. So it'll be good time. Oh my God. There are so many gross frat boys that would wear a shirt with a VHS tape that said nutbuster. Yeah. It. And then just like a weird stain. <laughs> Like a weird stain just on the bottom, already ready to go, preloaded. Look at my shirt. <laughs> Look at my, my shirt. shirt. <laughs> it doesn't read. It doesn't say what you think it says. <laughs> I know. Where's the the guy that never gets laid? Took up my shirt. The fun part about this is that no one will see this for six months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just released the uh, the Independence Day episode like a month ago. So. <laughs> So, yeah, oh, I love radio. People will see the visual aspect of this. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll clip this part out and we'll release it as a. <laughs> as we should. Like, we should put it. Video. We should put it on the Facebook. Yeah. Look at my shirt. Sure. And it's, it's shirt. always it's always guys that never get laid that wear shirts like that. Like I'm the nutbuster. Yeah. For sure. Well, now how how are we expected to sell this as merch, Mandy? No one's gonna buy it now. You just oh, told them. Sorry. You just told no, them it's wear totally it. the guys that get laid yeah, that wear sure. the nutbuster. They all get laid. Yeah. 
<laughs> they get laid so uh-huh. much that they have to wear that shirt just to let you know that they get laid exactly. so much. Uh-huh. 100%. Yeah. Um, so this ending, uh, originally, like the, the original ending had Dennis Larry being caught by the cops to show the son um, that a life of crime leads to nowhere. But they, after the screening, no one liked it. And so they reshot and made it a different ending. Okay. And um, the director now admits like he wishes that they had never changed it and that Dennis sure. Leary got caught. You know what's funny? But, it, that makes way more sense because I watched the trailer for this movie. Uh-huh. And the trailer is him sitting in an interrogation room, smoking a cigarette and talking to what presumably would be cops or there. I mean, it doesn't show anyone, but he's in a darkened really? room with just a light on him. And he's like, First, you see there was this, this family, and then he's just smoking, and then it shows a clip of the thing, and he's like, and then there was a Santa Claus, and then it shows whatever. Was um, it in so, black and white? Was he pacing? No, no. He was just <laughs> sitting in a chair explaining what he had done. But that makes a lot more sense. Like, he had been caught by the cops and was now telling the story of, of his night and what had happened to him. Uh, and it, was, it should have been one of those deals where he was, like, relieved that he got caught and gets to get away from this family. It was like, well, take, if you take me away, it, please. All of a sudden, like Kevin Spacey's heart grows three sizes. And yeah. All like for no reason. He's like, I'm not just. I, I I can't just send everyone I care about to prison. Yeah. Like out of nowhere, basically. Right, and then let's so, let our delinquent, our juvenile delinquent child who already talked about running off with him, take him to the run docks. off with him. Yeah. yeah. Take him to the docks and uh, and and leave town with him for sure. Uh, yeah, and the idea. So again, we were talking about this movie having several like B plot sub story nonsense. You know, the whole yeah. like grifting his like uh, his the army guy, whatever J K Rowling, uh, <laughs> J K Simmons. Uh, Simmons, yeah, um, whatever. Uh, that subplot had nothing to do with the movie. It didn't matter at all. Like the fact that he had eleven thousand dollars stowed in the floorboards didn't come into effect at all. It wasn't like, I am going to run off with Dennis Leary. We at least have seed money to get started or anything mm-hmm. like that. It was just a left aside B story that no one cared about. Well, he did say, like, I'll give you a cut of the money. But then his mom's like, we'll give him the money. We'll give him the pictures. We'll give right. him whatever. Um, I'm sorry. The reason why your kid is so fucked up is because you don't, <laughs> he has no consequences. I don't know. Yeah, that's by what the time I'm saying. That age, by the time they're that age, there's not much you can do. Like, sure. I guess maybe like being a loving family is probably the best thing that he that could he could have. I don't know what else. I don't know. I feel like Kevin Spacey's but I think all of them are better off just separating, like just parting ways. Be like you, you tried, yeah. you made it work as long as you could, and he can just go move in with his mom. I guess I don't know. Well, and that's the thing too is did they move out of the house because it's his mom's house? Right. So after he tells her to nail herself up on the cross next yeah. Christmas, like where are you guys gonna live now? What are you doing? Yeah, you, you work another, for her. That was another plot that just like you. They touched base on it a little bit about the restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, and you know Kevin's or yeah Kevin Spacey's character saying you know it's not just one review. It was in you know basically Zagat's the Zagat's restaurant guide, yep. and it's but it's just annoying because it's like well you 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 still wouldn't just close your doors because of one mm-hmm. one thing like one that. bad review you, yeah you'd stay open. It wasn't just like you and your wife were running the restaurant by yourselves. You probably had an entire staff that right. depended on that job. And then because of one bad review, you're just like, all right, we're closing doors. I feel like your staff is like the fuck you are dude. Like, <laughs> right. You yeah, can't clear, get food. Clearly they would not have made it through COVID. He'd have just been like, well, yeah. I got we'll shut her down. I don't know. I don't know. There is no but pivot I, in this man. He has no, I do he get has it, no though, other plans. Like, 
New York with a baby in a one bedroom. I mean, a one bedroom apartment, it was probably super expensive. Like moving to the suburbs and living in that fantastic house. Like I totally get that, but being in, you know, in debt to their mom and she's such an evil bitch. I just can't. <laughs> well, that plot was like brought up secondary though. It's like they had yeah. that restaurant before the, before they were, the pregnancy was there. And then it's like the bad review happened. It seems like the bad review happened right around the time she was pregnant or about to have the kid. I think he says like, Jesse. Oh. I think he said Jesse was a baby. So yeah. I think that they okay. had already had Jesse, and they were in New York. But I think Which who also, wants to fucking raise a kid in New York City, anyways? No thanks. If you believe what Kevin Spacey was saying, what Lloyd was saying, she was already ready to run anyway. Like she didn't enjoy living in the smallest house mm-hmm. among all of her friends, and they weren't getting any headway anyway. And and she was the one that suggested that they move in with uh, his mom to to get themselves a higher social standing is what it sounded like but i don't know yeah. it's the whole damn thing that is a good scene that is a good scene in the movie the yeah. that, that that whole i call it a courtroom scene because it's like they're both just empty yeah. out all the truth about everybody For like sure. that's really good but the court again, it just, still has the floor <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> exactly um it's just it just it's a bummer though because like there were a lot of small plots that didn't go anywhere. I think Dennis Leary could have stole the money. That would have just been funny. Yeah. You know, like if, if they're, they could have just done one scene where the kid gets into the docks and he's like, thanks. And the kid kind of like and him have this moment. And then he just takes the bag from him. Like, all right, thanks. And like, like, <laughs> or the kid know, comes just, back to his room and they're like, okay, let's give him the money back. And then they pick up the board and there's no money there. <laughs> there we go. So this is the, this is the segment. Like, how do you fix this movie basically? And so, so my, my take is, they just end up giving Dennis Leary like a few of the antiques in the house to like stick it to the mom. Cause like clearly she still owns all the shit in the house and she wants her picture over the mantle. So it, they end up just oh, they should have given, her the, yeah, given him the picture. The portrait, over the yeah. Not only does he get the Chagall or whatever, but he also gets the portrait of the old lady and, and send him on his way, you know, to start a new life in Jamaica again with Murray and his oh, lady and friend. Also, and then Murray and his lady friend. That's another yeah. plot point that like, who the fuck that. is this bitch? And why, yeah. is, why is she even she, here? She jumped her role. She's not going to tell. Well, just let him steal a boat. Like, like he's good at stealing cars and boats. Just make that be part of the movie. I don't get it. If you can hotwire a car, you can hotwire a boat. Right. What? And <laughs> what? What does that, that doesn't even make sense? <laughs> you can actually pull start a boat. But you do have to have the key. So if he can hotwire somehow the key, you could pull start even if. Do it's you think like a Murray would know to pull the anchor or untie it? <laughs> I don't know. He's pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just pushed it all the way, the gas all the way down and be like, not moving. Yeah. We're, Another we're, thing too is the cops are like, is there anybody else in the house? No. Oh, okay. okay. Like, do you want us to come give you our statements? Like. The state police is involved. This rich asshole ha- is going to get the sheriff fired and the cops are just like, no, we're good. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 That Do whole the- ending, like having to go and untie the rest of the family and everything. Yeah. Just stupid. Two of yeah. those state troopers were both in the Sopranos. Look at that. I just watched them- the Sopranos from start to finish at during the pandemic. Like that yeah. was one of my accomplishments, if you want to call it that. I did not know that. Did you <laughs> Do you think he died at the end? Yeah, I, I, I assume. I kind of wanted him to. I don't know. Like, you know, spoilers for any Sopranos people out there. I mean, it, just go, it just goes to black. They don't show yeah, it. Like, it sure. literally just fades to black in the middle of a set. <laughs> 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 uh, 
And for a second, I was like, fuck, my computer froze. Um, all right, we want to move on to the next. Uh, we want to get some yeah. games in here. Um, some- yeah, we can do Blockbuster if you would like. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, box <laughs> office, you mean? I'm sorry. Yeah, we could do Nutbuster if you yeah. like. Box office. Box office. There we go. Take it away, Mandy. <laughs> All right. So, Derek, how much do you think it cost to make this movie in 1994? $12 million. Okay. All right. Matt? I will give this movie a solid $18 million budget. It was $11 million. Hey. Uh-huh. Derek, All right. closer. <laughs> yeah. All right. And um, just to give it, because I have one more fun fact, and this might give you a hint for the budget. Um, Entertainment Weekly lists this as uh, 50 best Christmas movie, or 50 best movies that you've never seen. Okay. And it's listed as like one of the best Christmas movies in a lot of different lists. Um, but God, Dennis, be, uh, Dennis Leary is such a bad actor in this movie. He's really, really not good. But anyhow. I okay, mean, he ahead. has a shtick and that's kind of his thing. I, I don't know if it's it, I, his acting is it, his dialogue so good that I don't care about his acting. Right. Like what, yeah. he, what he says is so great and funny and he has I mean, great facial expressions. I feel like I think like super Judy pissed. Davis was rough in this movie. I think Kevin Spacey yeah. carried this film from start to finish. They did it around Dennis Leary's character that he had been portraying. Like, if anybody's not familiar with Dennis Leary, and just go listen to the asshole song, asshole song, and whatever album that was on is basically. You his. can also watch. You can also watch any footage of um of Bill Hicks. Yeah, that's the same because, character. Yeah. Because Dennis Leary more or less took that from Bill after he died. There is so. a lot of controversy that's stating about stolen material with Dennis. For sure. Leary, yeah, just but... just smoking and screaming and. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do have to say, Judy Davis, her I hated her fucking hair in this movie <laughs> so much. She looked like, like I she realized... was dying in every scene. Like she was yes, on and, the verge of death in every and scene. And she had the maroon lips, which I know was like a 90s thing. Yeah. But like her hair, uh, and, and I had a boss that had hair like that, and she was a nightmare. So <laughs> like just to watch this movie, I... Well, probably just uh, to set up for the candle holders. You know, just to, <laughs> I had to have a nice base going on for... For that anyway well, they, showed picture, was, they showed they showed pictures of her with long hair like mm-hmm. in the bedroom they showed yeah. her with the long hair yeah and is that maybe the haircut's supposed to represent like she's just not giving up but she's just like at that point in her life where she's like whatever well, yeah they're trying, well, whatever. she's still she's they still fucking other dudes yeah, right it meant nothing to me it shouldn't even count as an affair bitch <laughs> All right. So sorry. Okay. Okay. So, um, how much do you think that this movie made worldwide gross, Derek? Um, I mean, if it's on lists, um, but it's a I'll list of movies people have never seen. <laughs> two thousand, and it's up to two thousand twenty. Um, I'd say it's made thirty-eight million dollars. Okay, Matt. I will say twelve million dollars. The budget was eleven million, and it made eleven point four million dollars. Oh, nice. Hey, <laughs> so Derek, like this has to vindicate you and your yes. feelings about this movie. Yes, because <laughs> I, you know, I did like Google search some stuff about it just to like, because I when I wa- I've watched it, I rented it on Wednesday from Amazon, and I watched it as much as I could in the forty eight hours that I had it. So I watched yeah. it a total of four, of three times. The third time was. I was pushing through that really hard to get to that third watch. <laughs> um, so I was like, you know, maybe, maybe I'm just missing something. So I Googled it 
And like, yeah, I saw like different websites being like, yes, it's like one of the greatest holiday films ever. It's one of the best comedy movies ever. Dennis Leary is amazing. And I go, who is watching this damn movie <laughs> right? thinking that? Because the reason it doesn't work for Dennis Leary in this movie and the reason it worked in Demolition Man is because his character in Demolition Man was believable as a down and out, hating everything above him type of character. Dennis Leary sounds like, for the most part, is a successful thief Yeah. besides yeah. tonight. So he probably has... <laughs> But he, so he usually has that money to go to Jamaica for however, however long. Right. But it's like his level of just anger and cynicism is so misdirected. It doesn't, it's like, dude, you, you just got to get through tonight and then you're going to go to Jamaica. Right. Yeah. You, you, it's not like this was, the, he says it's the last score that they were supposed to get tonight, but that means he would already had money built up to, to go. This was just going to be like the, the nut, if you will, that sure. they needed. Yeah, the, the nut buster. Boston, yeah. The... <laughs> well, I, I do I, think, too, this is a stressful situation. Maybe stress brings out his anger. <laughs> maybe. I just I think that know. they were stealing, like, this. the big score was this, like, water park mogul, and he was supposed to have, like, millions of dollars worth of jewels in his safe, and this was the big end-all, like, retirement uh, job. And, and also, yeah. for being such a great thief, he took his mask off after he got yeah. sprayed with urine. Listen, yep. man, no. like, that sucks, but you would just leave. You wouldn't be like, I should take my mask off, leaving my DNA everywhere in this room. Yeah. Right, right. No, I completely agree. And, then, and he's, like, spitting. He's like, yeah. like, no, <laughs> you idiot. And then the two cops were like, yeah, boss, he thought it was semen or whatever. It's like, oh, okay. uh, this is weird. It smells like, it smells like urine. Oh, yeah. good. You, you were worried it was semen, dude. Uh, on IMDb, you were the, worried that it was semen? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like the best. Yeah, that's, that's the, the best, best to DNA. hope for. <laughs> that's how everyone on CSI has ever got caught. Yeah, yep. exactly. There's always semen everywhere. The like, IMDb, it was, it, uh, go ahead. like, description of this film is just, it's like, a cat burglar is forced to take bickering dysfunctional family hostage on Christmas Eve. That's it. Like, that's the whole thing about it like that's not going to make anybody want to watch anything it's just the premise of this movie i i just don't think it was pushed appropriately i don't think it was marketed well and and dennis leary is not a leading man like he's not going to push a film and make it be a success and clearly based on his you know performance after this film i don't know what else he's been in otherwise but like you said i guess he was in rescue me you know so he's yeah got, that was a super successful was like show on popular yeah yeah but, you know, I guess you can uh, fall ass backward into something without really trying, you know. I, when we were watching it the first night, my wife only watched it with me one time of the three times. Yeah. And, she's okay. like, and it was met with, I love you, but I'm not watching that again. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, she, uh, at the very end where they're on the boat leaving and then Dennis Leary gets to go into a Dennis Leary rant. Yeah. yeah. Really forced too. Like Angela just goes, oh, there it is. I was, I was waiting for that. Oh, do we want to do we want to hear that now? We yeah, mine it. as well. Gussie, what? When are we gonna open presents? Presents? Is that what you said? Presents? 
I'll tell you what, as soon as we get back, we're gonna open the presents. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you, I'll save you the trouble. Your present is a giant fucking cannon, okay? And when we get back, you're gonna crawl into it, okay? I'm gonna put two. And I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna light it up and I'm gonna shoot you right in fucking Jersey, okay? And then I'm gonna steal a car and drive to Jersey and pick up all the little fucking pieces of your body, put them in a big plastic bag, bring them back to my house, put them in the fireplace, light them on fire. I'm gonna sit down with a glass of whiskey and watch the Charlie Brown special with your ashes hit my fucking house. Oh! What? What's that smell? <laughs> I mean, it, with it, the fact that that was kind of like a forced ending too, like that wasn't the ending that they originally planned with him. Like, oh, the path in the woods, you know, like go. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to send every person that I care about to prison. It was literally like he was supposed to get caught and then they're like, how are we going to do this? Oh, Kevin Spacey is going to have a change of heart really quick and right. for like no reason whatsoever. But I would like to imagine when they rewrote that ending and they're like, all right, so guys, we have the new ending. Dennis, you're going to get on a boat, and you and uh, your partner and his new girlfriend, you guys are going to leave. He goes, yeah. great. He's like, um, I had an idea. Yeah, Dennis, what was that? What if, <laughs> just spitballing here, what if I just do like, you know, what I do on stage? My thing, yeah. And The like, reason people are going to watch this movie for me. <laughs> and I'm sure the director's like, I mean, I guess, I mean, we can do one. We can do one like that, and if it sounds good, we'll use it. Yeah. He's like, Oh, it's going to sound good. It's going right. to sound good. I just wonder, though, how many takes they took to get that. Because clearly he's just, like, ranting and spitballing, and there's no real ending. He's just like, and then I'm going to go pick up all your little pieces, and I'm going to put them in a thing, and then I'm going to drink some whiskey. And then it's just like, stop talking. Just be done. Like, I'm just, I, I don't need this You movie. escaped. Yeah, you you're escaped. done. Get away. You're, you're good to go. You're going to Jamaica. <laughs> Um, all right, let's, <laughs> you want to move on to the next game yeah, here? Yeah, ages, yep. sure. Let's play Guess the Age. Boom. Man, Boom. take it away. All right. Um, just for fun, how old do you think that the mother-in-law was? Uh, Glynis Johns. How old do you think she was when this movie was made? 74. Okay. 70. She was 71. Okay. Um, Price is right. she's, she is still alive. Oh, fun. Look at her go. She, she's 98. <laughs> wow. She's probably not yeah. going. I, I say look at her go, but probably just look at her. <laughs> look at her stay. Look at her. Look at her sit. Look at her sit. I was like. <laughs> look, at, look at her slow. Yeah. <laughs> um, how old do you, Derek, how old do you think that Dennis Leary was when he was in this movie? 36. Okay. Matt? 40. 37. Hey. Yeah. All right, Judy Davis, who played Caroline. Derek? 42. Okay. 65. <laughs> <laughs> she was are, are we talking about before or after she died? <laughs> <laughs> um, she was 39. Okay. Um, how old do you think Kevin Spacey was when he made this movie, Derek? 94. I mean, he's old. Like, he's always looked like he's been in his late mm -hmm. 30s. Yeah. Uh, uh, thirty. So he has that twelve-year-old appeal. Thirty-seven. Yeah, right. Uh, Matt, forty. He was thirty-six. Hey. Young. Look at that. Um, and then uh, I guess how old do you think that Christine Baranski was? Just because she was one of our favorites. Thirty-four. Okay. Yeah. She she seems way older than I'm sure she is all the time, but she's always seemed that same age. So it's like a it's like a timeless forty-five. That's <laughs> what. <laughs> uh, I'll say 45. She was 42. Hey, so if you, right. I mean, if you, she is so 
Like when she does in Mamma Mia and she dances and sings and stuff, that was so much like, like past this. Yeah. And she, yeah, she's just awesome. Um, just so just for reference, um, the kid, uh, Robert J. Stein Miller, who never went on to do anything really super after this, he was 15. Um, the Sheriff Huff, Raymond J. Berry was 55. The guy that played Murray was 53. He died in 2006. He got hit by a tour bus in New no York City. way. What yep. a bummer. Mm-hmm. I know. Like, <laughs> you're always like, oh, I'll see you tomorrow unless I get hit have, by a bus. Do you have uh, how old the guy who played Santa? Drunk Santa? No, okay. I don't. He's 105. I'm going to play his clip real quick that I pulled of him. Hey, you had a gun, didn't you? Yes, you did. Yes, you, you did. did. You I had did. a gun. I saw hey, You're a guy. You're a guy, are you? Okay. What, are you pulling a gun on me? I'm not afraid of you. Just calm down, all right? You think you can take me? I'm Santa Claus. <laughs> Very nice. That was yeah. Bill Raymond. I, I tried. <laughs> yeah. We give you a fruitcake. Yeah. So bad. Yeah. Um, okay. You want to move on to the next? We're running out have of time here. So. No. Uh, I have once and it was disgusting. It yeah. is terrible. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like what they put in it, it just, it's just mush. It tastes like mush. It's like jellied candies and weird nonsense. And yeah, I'm, I don't know. If jellied candies have no flavor and are not delightful, then yes, that is the candy that they put in a fruit cake. <laughs> That's what's in there. All right. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the next game. And it's got a theme song also. And that goes like this. Ooh, that sound. Did you hear that sound? Jared Hibbs. Ooh, that sound. The sound that just played you. Boom. Uh, if you're interested in all of the people who've done our theme songs for us, they will be in the description, the show description, uh, wherever you find this podcast. So go check them out there and follow them as they do all of the creative things that they do. In the meantime, we have for this movie three sounds that I pulled. So this game is going to be, uh, it's me playing a sound that happened on screen uh, you're going to tell me what's happening on screen while this sound is playing. First uh, at bat's going to go to Derek. If Derek can't get it, it's going to go to Mandy. And then if neither of you get it, it goes to the listeners. And I got a feeling on this one, you're probably all going to get it. So, the guy that played Santa was 54. Oh, during the or, movie? I'm wow. sorry, 50, 56. Yeah, during oh, okay. the movie. Huh. As a hit, 56. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Seemed older. Uh, all right. He's seen go. some shit. <laughs> and first sound. Here we go. I can play it again if you need. Yeah. Please. That's it. That's him getting sprayed with piss. That is him getting sprayed with piss. Yeah, absolutely. I um, heard the sniff at the end. Yep. I yeah. left that in there just in case it was just going to be noise otherwise. All right. So there's uh, that was sound number one. Nice job. We're going to do sound number two. I better turn this one down. Okay. 
is that when uh, they're in the kitchen and Dennis Leary like pulls a pot and or knocks a pot off the, the hanging rack and then everything falls? That is correct. Yep. He hits a pot with the phone and then all of the rest of the pots fall. After. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, just because I didn't get to play that one twice, I'll go ahead and play it for anyone listening who wants to hear that again. I love the lid swivel right there at the end. I love that sound. Uh, all right. And sound number three. Okay. That is him coming uh, down the trap, the slide, and then flying in the air and hitting the ground and his gun uh, scooting away when he hits the ground. That is correct. That is absolutely right. That's three for three. Nice. Yay! Got them all, Derek. Very good. Very good. That's a nice quick wrap-up to that game. As we move on to, I guess, I mean, what else have we... Uh, um, I had one question if we have sure. time for, for Derek. Derek, is there anything that you got your son for Christmas that you're really excited about giving him? Um, so when Toys R Us was going out of business, we bought a lot of the stuff there uh, for different like ages. Um, so as he would grow... Uh, He'll get that. So one of the things we have. Wait, we so have, you have like uh, a stockpile of like progressively aged aging toys. Yeah, toys. that is wonderful. Okay, continue. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Um, we're we're frugal, so we, sure. we like to get stuff cheap. Uh, um, so one of the things we have is uh, it's a Power Rangers Megazord from one of the series. I don't. Oh. It's one of the later ones, um, but it's going to be probably as tall as he is. So nice. that's awesome. gonna, that's. That's one thing. And Were you then, a fan uh, of the Power Rangers as a child? The, yeah, the original, the original series with the uh, Green Ranger story arc, five episodes. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was my thing. Oh, nice. man. <laughs> I would run home after school and make sure to watch that because that's when it came on Monday through Friday. Angela makes fun of me to this day because I love that show. She's like, that's, that, she's like, that's for kids. I'm like, well, I was a kid when it was on. <laughs> it was for you. I wasn't, just, I wasn't just listening to Marilyn Manson being a cool 12-year-old. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome and also to stockpiling toys like cheaply will help you so much when this covid shit's over and your son gets invited to a shit ton of birthday parties Mm -hmm. and then then you just go and be like is it a girl or a boy what age all right i'm gonna go to the the box and like grip yeah (laughs) and so you're not like rushing you're not that parent that has to like go buy yeah girls like unicorns rainbows i have no idea what boys like because i don't have a boy so Power Rangers and dirt. <laughs> Power Rangers and dirt. All right. Um, Derek, uh, how, uh, so how we end this is we always ask our guest, would you watch this movie again? So would you watch this movie again? <laughs> um, no. no, no, I would not. Okay. All right. So three times was enough. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Like, it's just like, you know, hearing about like the ending being rewritten and, Obviously, that probably was looming over the entire production, and then just kind of all those other little plots. Maybe those other little plots that happened in the movie would have had like little bows put on him at the end because of him getting caught. Sure. But since that, I mean, there's that whole scene with the cops taping over the evidence tape yeah, with "It's a Wonderful that. Life." Yeah, that's yeah, I like that scene. too. Yep. Like just them bumbling through trying to figure out a VCR because nowadays that doesn't even make sense. Sure. People no. watching this, they're like, "Why wouldn't?" I yeah, mean, now when that. cops try to dispose of evidence, they actually have to do it and, and, <laughs> and destroy it. You know, so, <laughs> yeah. it's they, a don't lot accidentally, yeah. they don't t- accidentally tape over with this zone. So, like, 
I think what those mini plot lines with the rewrote ending probably would have been better. Um, there's just too much going on in that movie and you don't really want to root for anybody in that movie. Yeah, sure. I mean, they're all, I, I still say they're all better off separating, going their separate ways. Every one of them. All, Jesse should have went, Jesse should have went with him. Yeah. yeah he should have ran away. Christine Baranski and her husband need to be done for as far as I'm concerned. Those. I don't know. They kind of had a moment at the end when she, yeah. get your own bags. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Mandy, Mandy, will you watch this movie again? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I bought it. Well, yeah. I owned it on DVD and I couldn't find it. So I'm, I bought it on digital. Right. <laughs> so well, for sure, I'll watch it next Christmas. Very good. It's a hard no for me. And then uh, move right along <laughs> to Derek, do you have any plugs, anything you want people to see or notice or point them toward? Uh, I mean, I'm on all the traditional social media things. I'm also on TikTok now. That's kind of fun. Very nice. Uh, uh, you can find me at TikTok at, uh, at Derek Lee Feltner. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Derek Feltner 1983. Uh, Facebook, Derek Lee Feltner. Um, I put out a cassette tape uh, a couple months ago. There, there it is. is. There's a copy right there. The orange uh, tape. It's a, it's an album uh, I made of uh, existing comedy audio from my performances and then improvised music over top of it. Um, the name of the album is uh, This Is Not a Comedy Album. Let's Get Drunk and Watch Congo. There you go. All right. <laughs> and Derek is an amazing musician, just so you guys know. I know I've mentioned this before on the podcast, uh, but... Unless I used to we, go watch him. Unless we end this right now, we're going to have to come back and end it in a second. Okay. So let's end this right now. Uh, thank you guys so much. Go enjoy all the things that Derek does. Thank you for coming back on the show. And then we usually end with a clip and it's going to be like this. What the fuck is wrong with you? I guess that's good enough. I'm just supposed to be nice and uh, just sweet. Get and, to the end. And, and patient. I know loan sharks that are more forgiven than you. There we go. Okay, that's a good ending. <laughs>